We'll start Ayin Testament Beis, the last couple words, quoting the Mishnah, So how much ink does one have to take out in order to be chayev? What's the minimum shear? That's to write two, Oseus, to write two letters. So Tana says in the Bryce that explain this, to, to write two letters worth of ink is what you're going to be chayev for, and that is dry ink. Okay, that if it's on a quill, so it's okay, Shteosius be kilmarim, or two in an inkwell. So I think these are different stages of of if the ink is, is dry, right? So where it is. So once you took it out, um, uh, you know, so on, on the Rashi says on the first one, Shteosius be dia, it means dia yabesh. So that's dried where it's already dry. And then um, two ACS on the colmus where it, um, it it would be a little, I guess, less dry. And then kamarm is in the inkwell, in the bottle of ink. So either way, um, you're going to be chayev. So now, Bai Rava, he wants to know... Hey, I'm sorry, for one minute to say good morning. They're, really, they're actually literally coming to fix my exit, switch my anchor anchor. I just came for one minute to... Good morning. Good morning. If anyone, if anyone needs a hug, a virtual hug, call me afterwards. Okay. Okay, Bayi Rava, Rava asks Shiloh, what happens if it's split? What happens if you have one letter's worth of ink, and one letter's uh, worth of ink on a colmus? Okay, and one uh, letter's, and one letter's worth of ink on the inkwell, will all these ink in different places be mitzarif? Will they combine to create one? Mahu. Will that create, combine to create a chiv? Chatos uh, or a chiv for bringing out two letters worth of ink, or do you have to bring out two letters worth in any in each method of carrying out? Teiko, we don't answer that, Shiloh. Amar Rava, Rava says, If you take out two letters, you write them as you are walking. Chayiv, you're going to be chayiv because sivasan zui Writing them is the hanacha that establishes the letter. And therefore, you're going to be chayev. Um, okay, that means you didn't stop and, and write it, even though there's no hanachas gufay, you're going to be chayev. Um, writing a letter is the hanacha, and you're going to be chayev for that. Okay. Um, if, you, if, you, if you take one letter out, v'kasva, so you take one letter's worth of ink and you write it. V'chazar, you go back in. V'chazar, 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 you go ahead, back inside, come back out, and you write a second letter, you're going to be potter. My timer. Why? When you, when you brought out the second letter, you are missing the original shear. Okay, again, it is two different, you're writing two different letters at two different times. If you bring out a half of, you know, this is, Gregor's is a shear of Michael Adam, so a half a Gregor's, half a fig's worth of food, v'hinicha, you put it down, you go bring out a second, uh, I just want to point out that, uh, sorry, going back on the last case, we're going to contrast these two cases, so in the last case, you you bring out a, a, a letter's worth of ink, you write the letter, you go back inside, the first letter has already um, dried, 
So you're not bringing out two letters worth of ink at the same time. It's now two different, um, you know, it's two different, uh, um, it's in two different stages. So that's why in, in the first one, right, the, the, the case we just stated, when you brought up the second one, you no longer have ink, it's already dried. As opposed to this case, you bring out a half a fig of food, you put it down, you bring out another half a fig's worth of food, and put it down, we'll view the first half a fig that you took out like a dog grabbed it, or it got burned, like we, we consider it like it's not here, Upater. and you're going to be potter. So in other words, you brought out two separate halves, and the first half is viewed as if it's no longer here. So the Gemara asks on that, What do you mean? You, it was done in one halam, okay, and it's still here. So how are you going to understand when you bring out two separate um, half shiurim, uh, chatsi shiurim, if they're both around, and they're both in their food state, why should you be potter? Hachikamar. We're going to revise it. We're going to say, Rava said, No, just like the ink, we're going to compare it to the case of the ink where we said your potter. Where did we say the ink, your potter? That's because the first letter's worth of ink already dried. It's no longer ink anymore. So to here, If your first half of food is gone, Before you put down, you do the hanacha on the second half, of the figs worth of food, nasa rishayna kimisha niklata. Then the first one is like a dog grabbed it. Oichenisrafa upater. So what we're saying is you have to have yes. If you do a ma'isa haitza on Shabbos in two separate parts, you are going to be chayiv. Um, you're going to be chayiv unless the first part is no longer around. So for to to um, to be mashva to to uh, equal or to explain both cases. So the first case, again, we're talking about ink. When you brought out one letter's worth of ink, you go back and bring out the second letter's worth of ink. The first ink had already dried. It's no longer here. It's no longer ink. It's now a letter. Um, and the same thing by food. If an animal um, would take the first half of chatzishir that you brought out, so when you bring out the second chatzishir, you're going to be potter because the first one is considered like it's no longer here. Rava, another case, hoitzi chatzi gregris. You brought out a half a fig's worth of food, put it down, and you brought out another half of fig, so another chatzishir, you pass it over the first one, then you're going to be chayiv, even if you don't put it down. You didn't put the second one down. So we say you take out a half a fig, and then you carry... Uh, you go back inside, grab another half a fig, and take it out, and you pass it over the first half a fig. That's it. You now have, uh, it's like you have a hanacha of a full shear. But the Gemara says, but you didn't put it down. You didn't put the second fig down. So we say, you passed it, and like we learned all the way back in the beginning of Masechta, we have a concept, is called lavud, and if something is within three tfachim of something else, we'll look at it as if something is within three tvachim of the ground, we look at it as if it's resting on the ground. So to here, when you pass the second half of fig over the in, uh, over the first half of the fig, teich gimel, right, within three tvachim, it's like the second fig is resting on the first one, you have hanacha. So Rabbah says that depends. 
that Toich Gimel, according to Rabbanon, if it's passing over, you need a Hanacha, right? If you remember, that was the Machlekes of Kluta. Kluta Shehon Chadami. That do we consider something as it's traveling, as if it's resting? So that was only Rabbi Kiva would hold that when it's passing over, we view it as if it's resting. The Rabbanon held that you need a Hanacha. You actually have, it has to stop. So the Mara says, Loi Kasha. No. Kan bezerik that the rabbanon only hold that by zerik when you're throwing the when you're throwing the item then in order for it to be considered hanacha it has to land kan b'mavir our case we're talking about where it's hashata where you're still carrying it and the, the even the rabbanon are going to agree that when you're carrying the item you're physically holding it if you're toich gimel to something if you're within three we're going to say lavad and as you're traveling with it it'll be as if it uh, it had a hanacha. So here, when you took out the first fig, put it to, first half a fig, put it down. When you bring the second half a fig, toich gimel to the first one, we're going to consider it a hanacha because you're still holding on to it, even according to Rabbanon. And you now have successfully brought out one's, one fig's worth, one Gregor's worth of food, and therefore you're going to be chayiv. Tan Rabbanon, Rebbe Brisa, hoitzi chatzi Gregor's. Let's say you brought out a half a Gregor's. V'chazer v'chatzi chatzi Gregor's behelam echad. Then you brought out another half, chayif, right? So this is kind of like we 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 alluded to before with with when Rava said you're going to be potter. We said I. What do you mean? It's two half a half a shirim. And when there we have to explain Rava that the dog uh, grabbed it or or it was burned, so the first half is no longer around. But if the second half is around, of course you're going to be chayif. So here we say if you bring out two half of gray grace behelamachas in one forgetting, then you're going to be chayiv achatos. If you remembered that what you did the first time, and then you forgot again, so therefore we're not going to be mitzareif your ma'isa, your ma'isa, your two different ma'isim, and we're going to say it's two different ma'isim of a chatzis shir, and then you're going to be potter. Rav says no. Behelam echad lirishus echad chayiv. He said it's not a blanket rule that when you go when you take out two chatzis shiurim. It's not a blanket rule that you're going to automatically be mitzarif. It depends. If they're going to one rishus, then then you're going to be chayiv. However, if let's say you took out a half a gregoris from one rishus hayachid to a rishus harabim, and then you can, went. Can we compare this to the case of the the owner of the house and the and the ani, right? They each did a half, and we were still we we said they're not chayiv, right? So like a half and half is not chayiv then. No, because they each only did a half. Here, yeah, we, we learn from there that Chatzishir is not Chayev, but here you did two halves. So Behelamachas, two halves, equal, if you do it with one mice or forgetting that at Shabbos, you do twice, two halves, then you would be Chayev. Because it's one forgetting, we're going to combine two halves. So Rav Yesi says it's not that simple that, it's, that Behelamachas is going to be, a, that Behelamachas we're going to be Chayev you, that if you take out it depends on how you took it out. Rabbi Yossi says, if you, take it, if you take out two halves from one Rishos HaYachid to one Rishos HaRabim twice, then you're going to be Chayev. But if you go from two, if you take out half from Rishos HaYachid number one to Rishos HaRabim number one, and then another half from Rishos HaYachid number one to Rishos HaRabim number two, so you go out to two different Rishos HaRabims, or they could both be two different Rishos HaYachids and two different Rishos HaRabims. The point is, is that you're bringing it out to two different Rishos HaRabims. Then, 
it's still, you're still going to be potter, right? So Helam Achas will combine your Maisim if it is into the same Rishos Harabim. Amar Rabbah, he's going to further qualify this. If you take out from a bias to Rishos Harabim, and then you take out to a bias to another Rishos Harabim, so those two Rishos Harabims cannot be connected. There has to be a Chiv Chatos, meaning there has to be a Rishos Hayachid in between those Rishos Harabim. If you see on the Rashi over here, um, there's a picture, right? So we're saying you go from one bias to the Rishos Harabim, and then you go from the other house from the bias to Rishos Harabim. If you did those Behelam Achas, Rav Yesi said you're going to be Potter because they're two different, you, you're transferring to two different Rishos Harabims as long as that area in the middle is a Rishos Hayachid. But if the Yuri in the middle was not Rishas HaYachet, then we would consider it all one big Rishas HaRabim. And we would say you're still Chayiv for taking out two halves, Behelam Achas, um, taking out into, even though you took it from a different bias, from a different Rishas HaYachet, if you ended up in the, Rishis, in the same Rishas HaRabim, you're going to be Chayiv. Avo Karmala, so Rabbah said, that in between separating these Rishus Harabims, you have to there has to be it has to be separated by Rishus Hayachid. Avo Karmalis Loi. But if there was a if, if there was a Karmalis, right, in between the Rishus Harabim, so you didn't have a a real separated two distinct Rishus Harabims, then you're not going to be mitstarif. Okay? Um, and, I'm sorry, then it, it's not you're not gonna be putter. You're going to be chayev. We're going to consider them one rishus harabim. Abaya Amari says afilu carmelis. Even if there's a carmelis in between the rishus harabims, that will create two different meisim. And even though you brought out two chazi shiurim, two half of figs with one halama, with one forgetting, still you um, will be putter because the carmelis will consider, will divide the rishus harabims and will consider them two different areas. Avol pisla. However, if you just had a board stretching across Rishus Arabim, right, a piece of wood st- stretching across Rishus Arabim, loy, that would not divide Rishus Arabims. Virava Amar, Afilu Pisla, even if you had a piece of wood stretching, you know, stretching from one end of Rishus Arabim to the other, that would be enough to divide the Rishus Arabim, Va'az the Rabbalatame, and that's Rav Shita, the Amar Rav Rishus Shabbos, Rishus Gitin Damya, that Shabbos is like get. Um, meaning that, let's say you th- throw your throw your wife a get, it has to be, you have to throw it to her, has to be in the same rishos. And over there, we discuss what happens if it lands on the pisla. Um, Rava says that a pisla, or a piece of wood stretching from one end of Rishos Rabbim to the other, is considered um, enough to divide Rishos Rabbim. So to here, if you brought out half to one side of the Rishos Rabbim, and then you brought in another half a shear to the other side of Rishus Harabim, and you had a pisla. According to Rava, you had a piece of wood stretching across the Rishus Harabim. According to according to Rava, those would be considered two different Rishus Harabims, and you would be potter for taking out the two half of Gregorises, even if you did it behelamachas. Okay. Next, um, back in the Mishnah, we said kichol. So, what is the shear of 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 makeup? Eye makeup. Enough to put makeup on one eye. So the Gemara is going to ask, well, what are you going to do with makeup on one eye? What are you talking about? You don't put makeup on one eye. That the tsunuas, the women who were very tsunua, they would cover half their face and they only had one eye exposed. So they would only put makeup on one eye. Okay, and that is why the minimum shear to be chayev for taking out makeup on Shabbos, 
is one eye's worth of makeup. Meisvei, we ask a kasher from Rabbi Yisrael ben Elazar Omer Kichol. When it comes to taking out this eye makeup in the refua, if you took it out as a refua, so then it's whatever the minimum amount you would heal, which is one eye. Im if it's to put on makeup, then it's two eyes. So we see that the sheer, the, the sheer minimum sheer for makeup is two eyes, not one eye. We said one eye. Tirgama Hilal, of Shmuel, Kitanyahu. When did we say that? When did we say that the minimum shear is two eyes? Be Raniyas. That is the woman of the villages. So the woman in the villages, there wasn't so much pretzes there. And therefore in the villages, the woman would go out with both their eyes showing. There was no Indian of being Mortsanua. There's they were naturally, there was Mortsanias. There was right, but in the big cities, right, in the metropolitan areas, in the in the Krachim, so there uh, there was a lot more pretzes. So there the woman, the Tsunuas, the woman who were Tsunua would only show one eye. And that's why um, we said uh, that our Mishnah, when it said the amount of eyeliner or eye makeup to take out would be for one eye because it was talking about in the cities. Shai- why does it, yes. Pardon? Uh, what does that have to do with the fact that they're carrying? Oh, they should they, they sneeze and they I add two eyes. What does it do with they're carrying? They're carrying the eye makeup. That was the problem, right? So the, the question is, what is the minimum share that you would use? Right, you have to carry to be chayev. You have to carry a shear that is usable. Because if not, then you're not really carry. I mean, it's not considered. A, a, it's not considered a misa of carrying. I thought it was just like to be, if I'm sneeze, I'm going to carry more. It, I thought it was okay. So I got you. Okay. So in other words, if if a woman is going to put makeup on one eye, then she if she carries out a one eye's worth of makeup, so then she is taking something out that has a use. On Shabbos. But if, if, if you're talking about in, like the Bryce, what you're talking about in the villages, so then if a woman would take out one eye's worth of makeup, you wouldn't be chayev because it doesn't have a use. It's not considered, it's, it's not considered a shear, enough of a shear to use, and therefore you're not going to be chayev for taking it out. But it's based on use, you're saying? It's based on use, yeah. I mean, everything here is based on use, right? And then we had a machlekes, what happens if someone were to store less, they're showing they want to use it, but it's based on use, yeah. Okay, back in the mission, we said shaiva wax kde litain alpi neck of cotton. Okay, that is to seal, uh, you know, seal the barrel of wine. Tana kde litain alpi neck of cotton shalyayin to put on the, um, you know, the the a hole, small hole in in a barrel of wine. So you would um, wax is very good at um, is a good sealant. So they would use it as a sealant. So it's a little tiny bit. Devek, how much glue? Is one going to be high for taking out on Shabbos? What is the minimum share use of glue? Um, to put on top of the board. What does that mean? Like we explained when we read the Mishnah. To put on the board that was on top of the stick of the trappers. The bird trappers, they used to use a glue trap. So they'd have a stick with a board and then put a bunch of glue on top of the board. And then the bird would come to rest there, right? And they would get stuck. So that is the amount, the amount of glue you would put to trap a bird's foot. That is the shear of glue that you're going to be high for taking out on Chavez. Zephes vigafris, pitch and sulfur, kadelasis, that was to um, fill a hole, tana kadelasis, neck of katun, to um, make a small hole, to fill that small hole. Actually, the way we explained it was it had a bigger hole, and then you would seal it with 
with gufferis and nekev and leave a little hole so you'll be able to get some of the silver in and out of the tube. Charsis, shards, kedei lasis pikur. So we said the purpose, the minimum shear of shards that were used to make the pikur, which is the mouth of the crucible. That's the little tiny oven that the gold refiners used to have. So they would, they would, they would make the mouth out of uh, shards. And then Rabbi Yehuda said that the, that the shear was to make a tripod to hold this little oven, right? They weren't working with large amounts of gold. Gold was expensive. So to refine gold, they needed a little tiny, a small oven, like a small little box. And um, so we have Machlekes here. Is the minimum shear of charsis in order to make the crucible, the pikur, the opening for this, um, for this uh, um, little uh, oven? To refine the gold, or was it the tripod? The, what it is to hold it up? So, fracting Gemara, the main the of Yehuda Nafish. Are you going to say that the, the shear of Yehuda is more? Because it sounds like you would need a lot more charsis. This is a little tiny oven, so to make a pikor, you only need a little bit of charsis, and that was Rabbanon Shita. Rabbi Yehuda said you need enough charsis to make a pit put, to make a tripod to hold up the oven. So it sounds like you would need a lot more. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to make all, enough to, to make a whole tripod. Maybe the shiur Rabbi Yehuda nafish is it more? Hakai the nafish. What do you mean? We we we've learned that the rabbanon shear is always going to be more. Rabbi Yehuda is always going to be a minimum shear. Ditanya, like we learned in a brayser, Rabbi Yehuda emer kedelito hemenu midas That we said when we talked about the minimum shear of rope that you need to be chayiv. Rabbi Yehuda said um, we 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 basically said it was uh, uh, for for actual rope. It was for a box, for a reed. It was to hold uh, the kivra of anafa, to hold the sieves. And Rabbi Yehuda said, no, it's much smaller. It's the midas menol, the measuring to measure a baby's foot. So, so we see Rabbi Yehuda is always going to be a smaller shear. So ha-ai, why here are they having a machlekes? How could you say that Rabbi Yehuda holds, you didn't need enough charsis to actually um, manufacture an entire pit but a tripod to hold this little oven? So the Gemara says, that no, you don't need enough charsis to actually manufacture the tripod, but just to line it. And that would be a lot less to cover it, okay? And that would be a lot less than obviously manufacturing it. You just need enough to, um, you know, plaster on a layer. And uh, that would in fact be less than the amount required to manufacture a pikor. Subin, bran, kadelitan al pikor, to put on the pikor, right? To put on this crucible, put use for this oven. Uh, they would use bran if they did not have pacham. If they didn't have charcoal, they would use bran to burn. So it would be enough to put in like the crucible where you'd put in the opening to to heat up this oven. Tanarabanan. Okay, hamaitzi sayer. What is the minimum shear of hair? How much hair hair does one have to take out? H a i r in order they used to use it um, to strengthen the cement. So the amount they would use in the um, cement manufacturing process. Tit, how much, what is the minimum share of, of tit that you take out? Again, that's also to make a, just like charsis, they would also make the crucible opening where they would work on the gold out of cement. And that is also the amount it was a very small, like we said, they only had, to, they didn't have a lot, they weren't working with a lot of gold, so it was a small little um, opening, and that would be, that is the minimum shear that one would be chayev for taking out cement. 
Sid. So we said by plaster, we said Sid Kidei Lasud Kitana Shebebanos. Okay, the, the, uh, to, to plaster a small uh, girl. Tana Kidei Lasud Etzba Kitana Shebebanos. To, to plaster the, a girl's fi, uh, pinky. And we're going to explain right here what was the purpose of plastering the girl. Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Rav. Benois Yisrael, Shehigiyon Lepirkan, if a, if a girl would reach, um, she would start showing Simanim, she would start growing hair. She was still way too young to start showing hair, so it looked strange, it looked unsightly. So Benois Aniyim, the poor people, they would smear them with um, plaster, and the plaster would serve two purposes. It would remove the hair, and would always, it would also moisturize the skin. And the wealthy ones, they would remove the hair with flour. They would use Shemin Amar. That's what the queens used. Shanamar, the princesses used. Shanamar, the Pasuk says in Esther, that Esther had six months to, um, you know, uh, to um, moisturize and to uh, put ablutions on her body. They used uh, Shemin Hamar. My Shemin Hamar. Amar Rav Huna. What is the Shemin Hamar made out of? Amar Huna Barachia. Amar Sitchis. It's perfume, it's perfume oil. Perfumed oil. Rabbi Yermia Bar Abba. Amar Shemin Zayishlish. It's actually olive oil that was um, not a third ripened. Tanya. Rabbi Huda Amar An Pikrin. Uh, he says that no, what is on pick that that what is this uh Shemin Zayas that was not a third ripe? That is called on Piknoin. Shemin Zayas Levi Shlish. Why did they use this Shemin Zayas? Why did they use this olive oil that is unripe? Shemashir as Haseir, it removes the hair, Umaadina Basar, and it moisturizes the skin. It makes it have a nice sheen, a nice shine. Okay, it's very good for the skin complexion. Rebeve, we have a couple stories here. Havile Barta, he had a daughter. She apparently uh, had grew a lot of hair at a young age. Tufla Besid, Aver Aver. He used the Sid to remove the hair and also to re- uh, moisturize her skin. And her, her complexion looked so good based on going through this process. Zuzi. He was able to get 400 Zuz um, to marry her off. Okay, people, she was very high in demand and he was able to receive 400 zuz. There was a guy that saw what went on. And he said, huh, you know what? I'll, I'll plaster my daughter with this Sid and I'll also get 400 zuz. In the area. Um, he also had a daughter, Tafla Bechad Zimna. He did it one time, Umesa, and she died. So we see, yes, it, uh, it, the process might have produced good results, but apparently it was dangerous. Um, and what did he say? He went around saying, Amar Katal Rebevai Labarti. Rebevai actually killed my daughter because I copied him. And look at what happened. Amar Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says, Rebevai Deshasi Shechra. His daughter was very hairy because she would drink beer. Okay, Bayan, since, since Rebevai drank beer, so then Bayan Bonse Tafla, his daughter became hairy, and that's why they needed to remove the hair with Sid. Anan, delicious in Shechra, we don't drink Shechra, we don't drink beer. Loi, Bayan, Bansan, Tvela, we don't have to do this to our daughters. They grow up without uh, hair and they're just fine. Okay. Um, now, we had a three, actually, in regards to this Sid, we had a three Ramachlikis. 
So we said there were three shiurim. We said shiur number one is kedei lasud katana shebabanos. Shiur number two was kedei Rabbi Huda Imer kedei lasud kalkal. And shiur number three, Rev Nechemia said andipi. Okay, so we want to understand what are these three shiur? My kalkal. What is the shear, minimum shear of plaster? So we're, we're discussing here how much sid, how much plaster do you take out? Tanakama held, you take out enough to plaster the pinky of a girl. Um, Rabbi Yehuda said enough for kalkal. And Rabbi Nechem, you said enough for andipi. So we have to understand what's kalkal and what's andipi. Amarav, my kalkal, my andipi. Amarav, what, is, what are these two kalkal and andipi? Tzidya, it means the temples. They would plaster the temples to remove the hair. Ubas tzidya, and under the temples, okay, so even a little lower. So it sounds like bas, temp, bas tzidya, which is under the temples, that would be like less, less of an amount to, um, less of an area to cover with the sid. So lameimra, the shiur of Yehuda nafish, you want to now say that Yehuda is more than Rebbe Nechemia? Hakaimalam, the shiur Rabbanan nafish. We always said that the Rabbanan had a larger shiur. So the, the Gemara says, no, it depends, it's all relative. Zutu the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan held that's a pinky. So that is the larger shear. Um, Reb Nechemia is the smallest shear, and Reb Yehuda is right in the middle. So all we are concerned about is that Reb Yehuda um, says his shear is universally less than the Rabbanon, but he could actually be more than Reb Nechemia. Meisve, we ask Akasha from Abraisa, how could you say, we're asking now, how could you say that that um, according to um, Re, um, Rabbi Yehuda, Kalkal is, is the temple, the amount to plaster the temple, and to Rabbi it's Bas Sidyot, under the temple. Amar Rabbi, near into Rabbi Yehuda, Bechavot, that Rabbi Yehuda Shita, when he said Kalkal, that seems to be the right amount, with Chavot, which is dissolved Sid. That is a lump of Sid, a lump of plaster. If you want to say that it's they're working, they're both talking, both Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Nechemia are talking about plastering the same area, they should both be using the same type of plaster. They should both be using a dissolved type of plaster that is used to, um, to remove hair and, and um, moisturize the skin. So why are we saying... Why would a Brisa say that they're using, we're talking about two different types of Sid, if you explained that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia are both talking about um, de, you know, taking off the hair, removing the hair of the temple area, of the areas around the temple, right? So, Ella, I'm Rabbi Yitzchak, we have to change the Pshat. I'm Rabbi Yitzchak, I'm Rabbi Yanai, Andipa, that what is, we're going to change Rabbi Nechemia, that you're right. Rabbi Yehuda is talking about the temple. Enough, you, you take the Sid to remove the hair from the temple and you use this Chavot Sid, this, uh, you know, Sid cream, so to speak. Okay? And um, Rabbi Yitzchak says that no, Rabbi Nechemia is, is, is his, he's not talking about uh, doing, uh, take, removing the hair, using a cream to remove the hair. He's talking about plaster Sid that is Andipa. And what is Andipa? That is a barrel that had two spigots, it has two places to come out. And um, one of them is leaky. So you, if you want to stop, you want to stop it up. You put Sid in the barrel of wine, and this is the worker. So we'll say that essentially, um, 
Rabbi Yehuda is talking about the skin cream, Sid, and Rabbi Nechemia is talking about the workers, Sid, right? The plaster that's used to, to repair stuff. Maskifla Rav Kana. Really? You'd put Sid in a barrel of wine? You are going to make your money, throw your money out in the garbage? You're going to make your money into a loss? You're going to ruin your wine. You don't put Sid in the, in the barrel of wine. Ela Amar Rav Kahana. What are we talking about here? It's Sid to make shin size, to make measuring lines for a measuring cup. Okay, kiditznan, like we learned in Abraisa, that shinasais or shinsais hayu behin, that the hin was, right, we've discussed for carbon musafim, they had lines in this, in this uh, cup called a hin, ad kan la par, ad kan la ayol, ad kan la keves. They would say, fill up when you're bringing the uh, wine, you're pouring wine or flour actually for, for the carbon uh, mincha. Okay, so what does the Pasuk say? We say it a Musaf all the time. Okay, that's for the wine. So what do we see? That they would have to have a measuring cup. They would have a measuring cup. And in the cup, there would be lines. How did they create those lines in the cup? They didn't etch it out. The lines were actually protrusions. And that was done with Sid. So that's well, that was a common way to make a measuring cup. So if you want to know, Rabbi Chemia, what is the minimum shear of Sid to take out? to be used for a measuring cup. The Iba is Ema, or you could say that is nothing to do with a measuring cup. My Andipa is Apusa. It means a forehead. And Rechemi was saying the amount of sit it takes to plaster your forehead. V'chiha, Dahu Bar Galil, another story, guy from Galil, the Ikla Bubble went to Bubble. Da'amrule, they said, Kum to Rosh Lanu Come tell us about the Maisa Merkava and Yecheskel. Right? Amr Lahu, he says, fine, I'll do it. Just like Rabbi did it. I will tell you all about the Maisa Merkava. That is something we're not supposed to be discussing. Vinafka or Isa, and a wasp or a bee came, Min Kaisal, out of the wall, Umachde, and it stung him, Ba'an DP. Right? That is his forehead. So we see on DP his forehead. Now, by the way, what happened to that guy? Umis, he died. Because he messed around with trying to explain the secrets of the Torah, Maisa Merkava, so his punishment was that he got killed. But what do we see from the story? We see that he got stung on his andipi, which is a forehead. So too, Reb Nechemia, when he said the amount of sit to be chayef for is andipi, and now we're going to explain the machlekes according to this answer, that we have a three-way machlekes. Is it enough to plaster one finger? Is it the temples? Or is it the forehead? Okay, the forehead is going to be more than the temples, but less than the... Um, but, um, uh, and the temples is less than the finger. Fine. Adama, it's the Mishnah. So what is the minimum shear of Adama, right? To take out mud or clay, actually. Like the seal of the uh, cargo sacks. They used to seal it to make sure it was like a, a tamper way to show that it wasn't tampered with. Right, like now you put like a lock at the end of a trailer or one of those, uh, they have like these tamper tabs to make sure that uh, nobody opens up a tractor trailer. So in those days, they had some sort of seal made out of clay that they used to make sure nobody tampered with the cargo. Like the seal of a letter also, the seal of a letter is to make sure that it is tampered to see if somebody opened up the letter. Zevel, what is the minimum shear of fertilizer? Zevel v'chol, fertilizer and sand, cholodak. Um, right, that is uh, um, thin sand, right, or finely ground sand. In order to, the minimum share to take out is to fertilize a stalk of cabbage. 
Dever Rabbi Akiva. That is Rabbi Akiva Shita. The Chachamim Kedei Lazavo Krisha. It's actually a leek, which is larger than one stalk of cabbage. Chol Hagas. What is the minimum shear of coarse sand that one must take out? Kedei Litain Kafsid to mix in with a spatula of plaster. So we see that, um, and we're going to discuss it in the Gemara, that sand was used um, to enhance the plaster. Kana, what is the minimum share of a reed? Because they lost his colmus to make a quill. If the quill was thick or cracked, so it was no longer usable to write, so then, then we would alternatively use this this kana, this reed, as fuel. And what is the minimum share then? It would be, because it's a thick reed or a cracked reed, it's not good for writing. So what is the minimum share then? It is whatever you would require as fuel to burn the lightest egg. Beitza, Kalashu, Beitzais, Trufo, that was already beaten, Benesuna, Beilfis, was already um, put into a, a frying pan, is all ready to be fried. So how much fuel do you need, okay, in order to cook that egg? That is the minimum shear of kana that you have to be chayiv if it can't be used as a pen. Okay, so we're going to discuss three things here in the Gemara. Al Maloy Kaf Sid, okay, that we said that the amount of coarse sand is to mix with a... A spoonful of plaster, tana kadelitein al pikaf shel saidin, to put on the front of the uh, you know kaf on the the ladle of the plasters. Mantana, who says the chol malayasid? Who says that that coarse sand that sand is good for sid? In other words, how do we know? We said because you the minimum share for for the coarse sand is to mix with the sid because it enhances the sid. I who says that chol is good for Sid? Amar of Chista Rabbi Yehuda, he it's Shitas Rabbi Yehuda de Tanya. We learned that a brisa. Now this brisa is discussing things one may not do after the Kharban, as a, as a zecher for the, uh, the Kharban. So therefore, there's certain things that look very nice that we're not allowed to do. De Tanya, lo yasud es beisay besid. One may not plaster his house with Sid. It looks too nice. Ella imkain iriv by tevan echol, unless he mixed in tevan echol, seems like the chachamim hold that chol is bad for the sid, that it reduces and makes it not as nice. Since this is not as nice, then that's the only way you're allowed to use plaster on your house. But raw plaster you're not allowed to use. Rabbi Yehuda Imer, he says tevan motor chol aser. He says chol is aser must be mipnei shehu tarch sid because it makes strong sid super sid. It makes better Sid. So we see that Rabbi Yehuda holds that Chol is good for Sid. And that is the, the Shita of our Mishnah that says the minimum shear for Chol is to make the Sid good Sid. To, you know, to mix in with Sid, with plaster. And, um, okay, and that is, uh, uh, um, <clears throat> and so that we see it's Shita's Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda says that the, that even after the Chorban, you may not mix your Sid with Tevin, but you can mix it um, with, uh, um, I'm sorry, that you, you can mix it with Tevin because Tevin is bad for your Sid, but Chol you may not mix it with because it is good for your Sid. So Rabbi Amar, if you Rabbanon, even if you want to say the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon said you can't do it with Chol either. Okay, Rabbanon kilkulai zeotikunai, that really Chol is bad for Sid, but but it still would meet our minimum shear for Shabbos requirements because we're talking about practically after the Chorban, if you wanted to uh, plaster your house, 
then you would have to put the chol in. Yes, the chol itself is bad for the Sid, but it's the only way that you will be allowed to use Sid, and therefore for you it's good. And there, what are we talking about when you take out for Shirim of Shabbos? It's the amount you would use if a person would use after the Chorban, a person would use the Chol, even though it itself is bad for the actual Sid, but it's, it's, it's good that it's bad because now you're able to use the Sid to um, plaster your house, even though it's after the Chorban. Kana, what's the amount, minimum amount of a reed? Kedelasus Komas, make a quill. Tana, Kolmus, what is considered the minimum shear of a kolmus, a quill? Kolmus hamagia lekishrei etzbeis. If it has to at least reach, if you have a teeny tiny speck that you could write with, that's not considered enough of a quill. It has to at least reach the knuckle. Bayeravashi kesher elyon kesher tachtlin. Is it the first knuckle or the second knuckle? How uh, much of quill, right? How, how much space of a pencil do you need to have? So that is taken. We don't answer that. Vimahaya ava. We said that if the Kana, if the reed is very thick, and therefore it's not efficient for writing with, it would then be used as fuel. You would, it would, what, what amount, what does it have to be able to cook? It has to be able to cook a um, beaten, a beaten egg, right? An egg that was already stirred, beaten, and ready to be fried. Tana, trufa b'shemen, already beaten and mixed with oil. Vinasuna be'ilfas, put on a frying pan. So we know, right, if you want to make eggs, you don't need a lot, a very, very heavy fire to do that. What is this beitzakala? The Mishnah said a light egg. What is a light egg? So Amarle he says biusa beisa de tzeltzela de tzeltzela. It's the egg of a dove. Those are very easy to cook. My taima mishum dezutra because it's very small. Ama, if you're saying small is small is what makes it easy to cook is let's say it's tzipra. That's a hummingbird, a little tiny bird. Ishtik. So he was quiet. The son was quiet. Amar lay. So the son said to, back to Marbury de Ravina. Um, uh, he said to Ravina. So Mars, right? So he said, he said back to his father. He said, Do you know the shear? Amar lay. He said, What kind of egg are we talking about? It's not because it's small. It's the ones that are easiest to cook. It's a chicken egg. Why is it called the light or easy egg? Shirechachamim. Um, that what is the Beit Sakala that the Chachamim gave us this year? Okay, that is, there is no egg that is easier to cook it's easy, than a chicken egg, right? Chicken eggs, you put it in the frying pan, a little bit of fire, and it already starts cooking. We said all food. The shear is a gregress. And here we now say when it comes to a reed that is no longer usable, a kana is no longer usable as a quill, that you use it for fuel to cook a beya, right? So it sounds like a higher shear. No, 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 no. We're cooking kigregres mi beitzakala. The shear to be chayev is to cook a human food consumption worth of an egg. It's kigregres of an egg. It is not, the shear is not, um, of this is not kibeya. And that is the minimum shear for um, Gregory's, and we'll have more tomorrow. Mitzvah Hashem will continue with this. About a day and a half, we'll be in a, a new, um, a new, uh, a new parag. Okay, I'll just send down a quick, uh, just to summarize. We said how much ink to write two ICAs. We said it was either two um, ink, dry ink, or on a quill or on the inkwell, 
Anyway, you take out two letters worth your chayev, and we wanted to know, is it mitztaref? We didn't answer that. We said if you walk and write, write a letter and walk, that is, that is so we're talking about hatzal, you have to put it down, you're going to be chayev, because writing a letter, that is considered a hanacha, every action of Shabbos b'chayev needs an akira, an hanacha, as you write while you're walking, that is considered a hanacha. If we said if you bring out one, uh, you go out and you write one letter and then go back in and bring out ink to write a second letter, since the first letter has already dried, you did not bring out two, um, those maizim are not going to be mitztaref. We said, what happens if you bring out a chatzi shir and before you put down the second chatzi shir, the first chatzi shir, a dog ate it, then we're going to say your pater because you don't have um, both you didn't you don't have both shirim that were essentially brought out at once, um, even though you brought out two chatsi shirim in one helam. We said, what happens if you um, uh, uh, bring out and put down a half a shir, and then you do another half toich gimel? You pass it toich gimel ara, right? That you walk just walk by. You're going to be chayiv. We said that even according to Rabbanon who don't hold who hold, you need a hanacha, that since it is hashata, you're being mavir, if it's toich gimel, we're going to say lavud, and when you're carrying something, if it's toich gimel to the ground, then we'll say it is like it rested. Um, we said that if you brought out half a share and then brought another half a share, behelam achas, you're going to be chayiv. And Rabbi Yesi said, if there's two rishuyos, you're going to be potter. And Rabbi said, what does that mean, two rishuyos? That there has to be uh, Rishus Hayachid dividing the two Rishus Harabims. If you brought out a half a share to each of those Rishus Harabims, then you'll be Pater. And Abai said, even if it's just a Carmelist dividing it, and Rabbi said, even if it's just a piece of wood dividing it, that would be considered enough of a division to say that you brought out two half a Shirim to two Rishus Harabims. They're, they're two separate Rishus Harabims, and then you're going to be Pater. Uh, we discussed um, more Shirim. We said, how much I make up one eye. We said that was for either the Tznuais of the big cities or. The for Rafua, then it's one eye. But in the villages where the Tznuas would go with two eyes, then in order to be high for taking out eye makeup, you would need to have enough makeup to put makeup on both eyes. Uh, wax, we said to um, uh, uh, to waterproof, right? To 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 seal up the hole of a barrel of wine. Glue, we said the amount to make a glue trap for a bird. Uh, Guffris and Zephes, we said what is the minimum share to be high enough to. Uh, cover up or help create your hole where they used to keep the uh, live silver to refine it. Um, we said, what is the minimum share for plaster? Charsis or, or shards of, sorry, shards of cheres. Um, Rabbanan said, Lassus Pikor. Rabbi Huda said, in order to not to make, manufacture the pit, but the tripod, but to just cover it. Uh, Subin, we said, the minimum share to be high for bran is to be used as fuel for your Pikor of your Tzerfei Zahav. Okay. And when we said in the Brisa that what is the minimum shear for hair, okay, um, that is to mix in, um, that is to mix in to your cement making process that we put hair in to give it some consistency. And what is the minimum shear of cement? That is to make a pecor, that's to make a crucible to, again, for your refining oven. We said, what is the minimum shear for plaster? We said, so we had three shearim. We said, loss of katana shebebonos. Either the pinky of a girl, Rabbi Huda said, "Lasas kalkal to plaster the temples," and Rabbi Chemia said, 
Lasur undapi to plaster the forehead, and we tried to bring other uh, ways to explain what undapi is. We asked on them, and we explained that that the benois aniim they would they would um, they would plaster with sid and the ashirim with silas and the benois malachim with shemen hamar, which we said was perfumed oil or shemen zayish shlish. And we of course had the story with Rebeve that uh, he did it to his daughter, got four hundred zuz. The guy did it, and they got messed over. And then we said that uh, Rebeve. Uh, was he drank a lot of beer, so his daughter was hairy. Okay, and then we discussed the final Mishnah, just discussing Ahmed Bey's minimum share for clay. We said it was either for the seal of the cargo, uh, cargo, um, you know, nets, or the seal of a letter, which would be right, those machlekes. We said zevel fertilizer and thin sand enough to either fertilize a stock of kruv or a leek. We said thick sand. That is to add to plaster, and um, Rav Chista said that that was only Rabbi Yehuda, that was only Rabbi Yehuda Shita who held that um, plast- that that the gas was good for plaster, and that's why it's us after the Chorban. We said that no, even according to Rabbanon, could be that Rabbanon agreed that chol hagas that um, that thick sand is good for the plaster. Um, it's just that uh, the reason why it was us. Um, <clears throat> sorry, and it. it, it that even according to Rabbi Yehuda, chol gas could be used, even though it's bad for the plaster, You, since you would want to be able to use plaster, and after the Chorban they said, you need to mix it with something that's bad for it in order to use it, so it turns out that it is useful to you, even though it is not necessarily naturally good um, for the plaster. And then we said the reed, enough to make a quill, we wanted to know, it said, we said it has to reach your knuckles, we wanted to know is it the first knuckles or the second knuckles, and we didn't answer that. We said if it's thick, or cracked, so it's no longer used, the reed is no longer used as a quill, then uh, it could be used as fuel to cook an egg, a uh, lightly cooked egg. We said that it is also, of course, a Gregor's worth of the egg, and it must be uh, a Beitzas Tarnagoylas, a chicken egg that is very, very quick and easy to, um, 